Swamiji, uh, recently you talked about the eight aspects of God, the ways that God can be experienced. Which is the easiest one to find God? Well, in many ways, sound is the easiest. If you go deep into the inner sound, you know, in physiology, they discovered that above the right ear in the brain, if you stimulate that, you can have mystical experiences. There's the hearing and the power of hearing. The hearing is your, your physical organ, which may be defective. In my case, it is defective. I have to have a hearing aid. But in the inner power of hearing, that uh, is, I, if I were out of my physical body, I would hear perfectly. People who are blind can see when they're in their astral body. And so um, when you stimulate in, in the technique of listening for and to the om, they say to concentrate in the right ear. And uh, when they give mantra initiation, it's always whispered into the right ear. This indicates an ancient knowledge of this physiological truth. So as you listen in the right ear, you're stimulating this part of the brain and it begins to activate that uh, uh, ability to hear, that vibration of which you are made. So as you, you chant Om here and listen here, and more and more you find that whatever sound you hear, go more and more deeply into it, then gradually begin to feel that sound. And there's a lot of joy in that sound. It's an easier experience to have for many people not necessarily. Some people see that more naturally. Some people um, have more go na more naturally by wisdom or whatever it may be. But uh, this is a tangible thing, and the human mind likes something tangible. Therefore, it gives them something more real, in a sense, tangibly real, than the other aspects. You say that uh, we were created through vibration? Well, everything is, is vibration. Everything is vibration. God is not a thing. He's beyond things. But when he manifests, he manifests by, first of all, he produces sound. That's why in the Bible it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word does not mean the Bible. It means that sound of the cosmic vibration. God produced this sound. Sound and vibration are synonymous. Where there is vibration, there is sound. Where there is sound, there is vibration. And so in producing that vibration, he produced everything that exists. You are vibration. Your ability to think, your ability to think that I'm a separate being, think that you have a body, all this is vibration. There are an infinite number of different vibrations, and there are even different degrees of uh, uh, sound. Some, some sounds of the Om, the Om is what they call the Word or the Holy Ghost in the Indian scriptures, and that Om sound has, uh, again, three aspects. One is called Brahma, the Creator. Brahma is not a god in the sense of having a form and so on, the way he's depicted in India. You know, they don't have idols in India. 
they don't have idol worship in India. They have ideal worship. And uh, you have depicted as a form wisdom and love and different things. So here we have Brahma pictures an ideal, but it really means that vibration of Om, it's a higher sound, and that produces everything. As when you start a motorcycle, it goes like this. <laughs> then when you reach the middle sound, there's the preservative, and this is called Vishnu. And uh, that preservative vibration is a medium sound, like the motorcycle, when it reaches its normal speed, then it like that. And then when uh, everything is dissolved back into the infinite, then that's another vibration altogether. That sounds like a motorcycle coming to a stop. You know, going down. So in India too, they have the threefold om. Om, om, om. Those are all divine vibrations. But that vibration produced you. That vibration produced even what we call evil. Evil is that which takes you away from whatever level of perfection you've achieved. So that if Jesus or Mahatma Gandhi or somebody whose life was dedicated to serving other people had woke up, woken up one morning and said, I'm tired of serving humanity, I'm going to become a millionaire. Even worldly people would say, this man has fallen. Whereas if a lazy fellow were to wake up one morning and say, I'm tired of being lazy, I'm going to get out and work and make, become a millionaire, even saints would applaud because he'd be going in the right direction. Good and evil are relative, and, but they're relative to something. And evil is that aspect which takes you away from that that uh, infinite peace of God. So it's the outward manifesting power. There is an actual power. And in that evil, there is also vibration. And the om in that sound has a very unpleasant vibration. I actually heard that once. I, I was new on the spiritual path, and uh, I was completely overwhelmed by all these things that I was learning. I didn't know anything, and I heard about possession that they talk about in the Bible. I said, you mean it's real? And I said, yes. And I, I, I decided I really had to know what this was all about. And I remember it was a, I had this experience at night. I was dreaming, and I was in this dream at a party. And suddenly I said, it's time for me to go and meet a disincarnate spirit. So I left the party and I came into a room. I can still see it in my mind. Bare floors and just bare floor and just a, a electric light bulb hanging and black windows outside. And I stood in the middle of this floor and I said, all right, come on, I got to see what this is all about. Suddenly the floor began to go up and down. I felt myself being sucked out the window and I heard this sound. It was like a, a sort of a very... Uh, not a pleasant sound of Om, but it was a very real sound. And I felt myself having to fight to stay conscious. And then I called out to my guru and suddenly it disappeared. And I asked him about it a year later. He said, yes, it's, it was a true experience. He said, don't be 
afraid these things can happen. But uh, that sound I've always remembered. So evil has its power. That's why you should not play with evil. People say oh, it's all just in the mind, don't worry about it. Yes, it's in the mind, just as everything else is. So don't play. Don't play with drugs. Don't play with alcohol. Don't play with delusion. It has its power, and it can draw you. So, Swamiji, so vi different levels of vibration um, correspond with diff different levels of consciousness? Yes. Can you describe how that works? Well, in the physical body, it's in the spine. And anything that lifts you toward... This is why having a vertebra is the beginning of being able to become a self-conscious being. Bugs don't have that. They are very barely conscious. But still the motivation, because everything is manifested of God's bliss, there's always that motivation of wanting to know more which is a much better explanation for evolution than Darwin. It's not the struggle to survive, it's the struggle to survive so you can feel bliss, so you can f enjoy your existence. Even a worm uh, enjoys its existence enough to want to protect itself. Why do you want to protect your life? Why do you want to survive? This is the real reason. Moreover, Darwin was wrong in another way. He didn't take into account the intelligence factor. If a leopard born in the jungle with spots is born without spots, the leopard is an intelligent animal. It knows that it needs to go to the desert where it will be invisible. And so it's not just a push-me-pull-you kind of automatic thing. Intelligence is at work all the way up the line. But when you reach the vertebra, then you reach that beginning of the chance to go somewhere. And beginning, you go up the spine. And in the human being, in the dog, you have the tail that wags. The energy goes downward more. But in a human being, that energy moves upward. And the more you feel the energy up in the upper part of the body, the happier you are. People who are very sensual, materialistic, gluttons, and so on, you can almost see them waving their tails. <laughs> Whereas people who, who are in bliss, you can feel it. There's an upward move to them. And uh, this is the direction in your own body. The more you feel an upward move, therefore, this is the story of the whole, the whole story of the Bhagavad Gita. People, Western scholars and so on, say it's, not a, it's a hypocritical scripture and so on. Not at all. It's saying the fight, the battle of Kurukshetra, is the battle between your own higher and lower self. And anything in your nature that pulls your mind downward, you must fight that, you must resist it. And the beautiful thing is, we think that if I kill my, my bad habits even, I'll lose some of my own nature. But it says there is no death. You kill this and it just that same energy is resurrected on a higher level. So the important thing for a human being is to cling to those aspects that raise their consciousness and to avoid those things that make you deeper in the ego, deeper in 
uh, the senses, wanting anger or things or fulfillment of good, pleasant tastes and sex and all those things, they take your mind downward. And uh, it's well in this world at least to resist those tendencies. You can't overcome them easily, but you can say, at least I won't give in to it mentally. Then gradually you can come to the point where suddenly they don't have any power over you at all. And you realize that what you're looking for is only God. A saint is one who sincerely seeks that higher self. So we, as aspirants on the spiritual path, should make it a point. Remember, in the end, we must cooperate with grace. We can't lift ourselves by our own hair or our own bootstraps. We must love God, and in that love, He can help us. You lift one hand to Him, He drops two.